Hello and welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Paul. I'm Justin. Hello, Justin. How are you? Great. I'm doing wonderful. I actually just finished watching a movie. Oh, you did. You did. And I, and I understand <laughs> you watched it in my method, which was in installments. Yes. Yes. It's a very <laughs> weird way to watch this movie, but sure. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, this is, you know, if you if you don't know who we are, we are playing favorites. This is our podcast, and uh, we have been going through uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, kind of focusing just kind of like on our favorite aspects of each movie. And today we're going to be covering the second movie in the trilogy, the, I don't know, middle child, bastard child of the <laughs> series, feels like, uh, The Two Towers. Yes. And uh, before we get started, though, uh, Justin, we you know, we're, we're something's coming down the pipeline here pretty soon. Yeah. We're going to uh, be uh, hopefully doing something really cool. Yeah, we, uh, we, we're going to be doing Extra Life here coming up here soon. We'll have some more information about the details, the time, date, all that stuff, uh, maybe a little bit later. It could be even in the middle of this episode, who knows. But we started Extra Life charity earlier this year. We actually raised $400 already, and I we did this last year, the 24-hour stream last year I did. Uh, for playing favorites, but we're gonna do it together, and it's coming up here yeah. soon. So it's gonna be fun. Keep keep uh, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> and as always, you can find out more about us and our back catalog by clicking below if you're on YouTube, or just checking out the description of our podcast and whatever podcast <laughs> listening app you use. Uh, but yeah, check us out on on X. I guess I have to say it like that now. Oh, yeah. I mean, just check YouTube right now. I I, I don't know how to do social media anymore. It feels like it's just like, Uh. it's like, (laughs) I want to try to do it, but like, you know, just go to YouTube. We want people to come to YouTube more anyway. And obviously, if you want to do listen to podcasts, that's cool too. Exactly. So uh, without further ado, Justin, I'm so excited. I, I, this is, I know a lot of people don't like this movie as much as the other two, as the first and the last. Uh, however, I think there's a lot of good things that happen in this, even things that uh, most Tolkien, you know, religiously Tolkien uh, followers of the books and the movies, you know, don't like. I actually kind of do like. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get this going. Uh, I mean, I usually just, we'll, well, oh, go what I'll I say really quick just to add to that, like, I mean, when it came out, I feel like everyone loved this way more than the original. But like I, I, there's a part of me after rewatching it this time, just before we get into our favorites, because you know we'll talk about that too. But like, I think I love the extended editions of all these movies, but I feel like yeah. Two Towers gets hurt a little bit by it because it makes it feel very long to the part that you really want to see, which is the ending. Yes. Um, so yes. like it does, it does like it does kind of hurt the adding all this extra stuff, making it another f- almost three hour, four hour affair where it works great for a fellowship. I feel like it does hurt it a little bit in in the second film because you're just like, you want to see Helm's Deep. I mean, really, it's what you want to come see. Yeah, you want to see Helm's Deep in in all these. It's like from the first movie, a lot of a lot of elements were kind of building in a crescendo to like the opening shots of the war. You know, mm-hmm. of the of the of this War of the Ring. So yeah, a, a lot of people. I mean. I mean it's been a while since I myself had watched the extended edition and I did the same thing as you. I watched it in like three parts. It's very episodic mm-hmm. though to, to its credit. Like you can kind of watch this movie because it is so character driven. You know, you're, you're, you got Frodo salmon Gollum. We get introduced to Gollum in this movie. 
Then you have the three, you know, the great travelers, uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and uh, Legolas, and uh, Merry and Pippin, and and their kind of like their divergence, and then eventually, you know, kind of coming back together, and you know, place setting, seeing more of the world. That's always cool. Uh, but I mean, I know you had a couple of surprise questions. I don't know when you want to litter them in, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> If you're, uh, if you're holding back, okay, I'll hold I'll back. We'll you hold back. But what you could, you're about right. to say what we normally do with this year. So go for it. And then we can, we can do our first favorite. What's up? We're normally, what we normally do. What? Yeah. Just, Where? Oh, you were about, I interrupted you. We're about to like, you were describing how we normally do this. So like, like we go through our, we have our list of favorites and so forth. I guess I could do it since yeah. I'm already saying it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first, the first one up here is we're going to talk about, um, at least for the, you know, First thing mentioning, since we have a lot of new characters, this is a good point to start. Um, Justin, who is your favorite character in this film? I want to give this so. to you first because I kept te- taking your answers in the last episode. So I okay, want good. I want you to answer first, at least on this one. You can give it to me later, but you can you can take it first so I don't steal it from oh, you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh excellent. <laughs> he is one of my favorite characters in the books. Uh, in the movies, I think he's portrayed uh, exactly almost as I had pictured him in the books, and as the character of Theoden, King of Rohan. I knew you were going to uh, what I was going to pick. In, in, <laughs> How do you not? I, I remember like a thousand years ago when I was in a, in a class about Tolkien that a, my, like the professor had asked us to go around and just like name which group you would like to be a part of, like who, like what. You know, if you were a, a person in Middle Earth, like, where would you want to be? And I would always, like, the first thing that came to mind is, like, I'd want to be uh, in Rohan. I want to be a member of the Rohirrim. I, I want to be, like, it just seemed like such a cool, very, like, Anglo-Saxon, old, old kind of, you know, sword and sorcery type of location. It just, you know, it's very Viking-ish. It's very Norse-inspired. <clears throat> but I love, I love Theoden's character because... When you find him, he's this decrepit old man, yes. uh, with worm tongue poisoning his in his ear, and you know, just like feeding him all this terrible stuff. And you know, worm tongue's a puppet of Saruman. So, and and that transformation when Gal- when Gandalf like draws Saruman out of him, and he finally like returns to himself. Like really, this movie and the next movie, a lot of it is Theoden's story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a subplot that I. I, I always love, and in some instances, I've I've watched some people have done like Theoden supercuts, where it's just his journey, you know, dealing with the death of his son and heir, and really like the end of his of his line, you know, even though his nephew, uh, what's his name, Eomer, will will uh, would take it on. It's still like his heir, the 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 boy who was going to be king, is is dead, like right at the beginning of this. Yeah, and, and he did. He wasn't even aware of it because of how poisoned he was. I mean, I, I, I was going to give the same answer just to chime in. Uh, like, like his, like his decisions and choices that he has to make as King, like grand, we're following Aragon. And that's like, I'd say Aragon is sort of like just aimlessly going through this movie for most of it. Like he doesn't really know what to do with himself except for just find things to do. Like he doesn't really have a direction. Like, but then we could talk about maybe like his ending a little later, maybe if you want, but like he is is aimless, and once you hit Theoden, you then get more direction of what their journey is, because then you're just sort of following Theoden and his 
um, you know, the way he, the actor delivers and takes that kind of pain of losing his son, realizing the faults of being poisoned by worm tongue, making this choice to save his people. And like, honestly, like I, one thing I want to say about Theoden, like, I feel like he makes all the right decisions and everyone's telling him to do something different. Like he, he loses this, he gets this, he, he loses like a little bit of hope once in a while. And you know, mm-hmm. there's some side characters that kind of, that kind of bring him back up. But his idea to go to Helm's Deep, I feel like, always made sense to me. Where, like, Gandalf and, and Aragorn and all them, like, oh, go out and fight them. Just go go get them. I'm like, no, Helm's Deep was probably a better idea because it gave them the time. But, I don't know, that's just my my thought on that. But that really, sense? it's like it's like a matter of days, too, from when he's basically, like, comes out of this coma, mm-hmm. you know, and is, and is himself until, like, when he makes the decision to go to Helm's Deep. And... You know, Aragorn wanted him to do what he eventually does in Return of the King, and that's call the banners, get, you know, gather all your forces, and let's, you know, meet Saruman in the field. And he's still, like, grappling with the death of his son, realizing just how terrible things have gone. Mm -hmm. Like, waking up into the, you know, waking up from a nightmare into almost like a worse nightmare. Mm -hmm. Because, you know... When when Aragorn, not when he meets him, when you know, there's the part where the wargs and Aragorn get separated, and and that gives you the chance, what gives the the viewer the chance to see, like, okay, Aragorn makes contact with the army from Helm's Deep, the orcs, the the Urukai coming from Helm's Deep, and he's got a really good way of counting. I don't know how he does it, but he's able. He's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And it's like ten thousand. Yeah, I know. I just, I just, literally, that's the scene I just watched. Was like, I started there. Like, I when I ended last time was him like seeing them, and it's like it's a, it's an army of ten thousand. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you could just like do like multiplications. Like, well, I see a row of ten, and I see a column of five hundred. <laughs> do, do you know that that meme of like the woman with the math going around her? Yeah, that's I just a picture of Aragorn's face, and that he's just like. The square root of this times this and denominator and <laughs> 10,000 and like <laughs> he's got a grand entrance and he tells him it, it, it was it was actually only 6,000 but then he just made it he just rounded up to 10 just to make it sound scarier than it really was <laughs> yeah and you know what by doing that he forced Theoden's hand Theoden's like fuck this we're going to Helm's Deep like it, it backfired <laughs> but you know like like his whole journey through this movie um some of my favorite moments are with him and yeah, he does lose hope. He's, he does have a bit of hubris, a little bit of pride as they're all standing and watching this, you know, moving sea of Urukai coming at night and the rain starts. And in the, in the very beginning, it seems like, all right, this is all you got to throw at us. Like we can handle this. We can mm-hmm. handle this. Mm-hmm. And then you can't handle it anymore. And just like the look, he, Bernard Shaw is the actor. He's such a great, I've never seen him in anything else. But he's such a great actor because you can just picture exactly what he's thinking. Just mm-hmm. the look on his face, the look of surprise, the look of despair. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, like that look of like, I don't know if it's hope or or just like, I'm not going to go down without a fight. That like resilience yeah. in the end. Like I owe this to everybody. I, I love that line. He gives, this, yes, oh, yes, for, for, yes, for, for glory yes. and whatever. Um <laughs> But no, like, there's one line that he gives Aragon that, like, really kind of, like, explains the turmoil. Like, well, I guess turmoil or just, like, 
the weight of being oh, a king. It's the it's choice. yeah. Well, no, it, it's it's the line where he's like he's trying to like get everyone excited to defend Helm's Deep, and Aragon is like, "You can't do this. You can't win this." And he's like, "What have what what do you have of me?" They're they're okay. they're like they're they're well, I forget the line, but it's like it hangs by a thread. I can't remember what he says. Their courage, their courage is hanging by a thread. Like, it's like what what do you have? What, what do you want me to do? Just just lie to them? Like I can't. Like I have to. Like yeah, I could just be honest and say yeah, we we're not going to win. But like we might as well just go out and you know give them an end worth worth fighting. Like you know like that ending of like like of bravery and just sacrifice and pride. But then he wavers towards the end, like when he knows it's lost, he almost gives up, and then he pulls himself back. I, I just love again, like it's so hard not to pick King Thane, and it's it's acted so well, like yeah. it, it's such a great new character. But I guess I want to like I'll add one, I'll add my other answer. I guess would be Faramir. I mean, honestly, I I love the adaptation of Faramir. I I like how though it's so drastically different from the book. You know, we've talked about that in other conversations where. In the book, he's just so happy-go-lucky. It's like, yeah, hey, Frodo, what's up? Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good luck. But, but I, I do like, I do like Fairbairn, and then I think his like that that setup in this movie kind of helps even more in the second movie because you get yeah. that you get the backstory, which is great. Uh, the ex- I think that was extended edition with so Bor- much of that, yeah, that relationship between him, Boromir, and Denethor, their father. You, I, I felt like you needed that. Like yeah. I, I still, I still kind of, I know it's a flashback, and and people are mixed about flashbacks and stuff to tell the story, but you really understand who he is as a person just because he is the youngest, and he's always been kind of, you know, had it dumped on him by his dad, and and seeing it in 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 actual real time or in this flashback, you know, it really drives it home like drives home like what kind of person he is like he still tries to do his duty still tries to you know uh follow orders and and make things right where he can but he's dealing with somebody who clearly does not like him at all yeah like in in that flashback really kind of helps his character so much more uh that flashback character thing well because you get the line like show your like oh a chance for god uh for faramir to show it to show to show his quality which yeah. is a line they use later on a few times, and I think if you don't have that, it doesn't really hit as much. But like, I I like Faramir's depiction. I like how they make him, and I I've, the adaptation of them going to Askeliath and them handling Faramir the way they did. Initially, I didn't like it. Like initially, I was not a huge fan of it. But the more I've watched this movie, the more I appreciate it more, and the more it kind of gives a chance for Frodo to show how it gives a chance for us to see even Frodo too how hard it really yeah. is to do this, this just journey. But like Faramir, I think was probably like, I would say close. The other one would be maybe Eowyn. I kind of like Eowyn too. Would be, yeah, a little, would have been a little, right. little, I, I like, I like her, especially what it ends up being with her. Like later on, I might even save that for next time we do this, but yeah, no, seriously, she's um, a contender, but I really, I, I think Faramir kind of like is wins it for me just because of the fact that it's not, Taking it from the book, it's twisted, it's adapting it and changing it, and it's a very unique take on him versus you know just a carbon copy of what what, what Tolkien wrote. Yeah, and you know what? It's not like it's unprecedented. Aragorn is very different in the movies than he is in the books. Sure. Like why why wouldn't you want to adapt that character instead of being you know like uh you know the way that uh, Aragorn was like you know this Anglo-Saxon kind of hero like Beowulf like boasting. About what they're doing, and Faramir, like you say, happy-go-lucky in the books, 
um no they're they're fighting when you actually put it on screen and you see the kinds of uh battles and you see us gilead and you see just how you know very tenuous it is for them to even hold half of the city yeah and they and um, it, you get the flashback in the, in the flash kind of character he is the flashback helps with that too because they just mm-hmm. want it back <laughs> like you they didn't just know got it back yeah. and you lost it <laughs> like literally that's all like, focus on what a few months before because what that that bear goes out of his journey like right after i mean i don't know how the timing works because i mean you know maybe he went you know, but roughly a few months i mean i guess maybe before they would have won it right um but no i i like i love faramir i love the flashback i like his like building relationship with frodo even though it's it is i think it gets dragged out a little bit there's points when i'm watching this movie like i almost forget that frodo exists for a little while like i'm like oh yeah (laughs) frodo he's doing that thing i forgot like you know because you're spending so Uh much time with got with rohan and and Mary and Pippin and da, da 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 Like, it's like, I almost like every time I get thrown back into Frodo's journey, I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I forgot about that. You know, but uh, I still like Faramir uh, as a, as a favorite character. Um, I mean, that's a big choice. And we can talk about this when we talk maybe about settings or, or, or later, but like the choice not to go to Kirithungal to where Shelob is in this movie. I've come you to know, terms with that. There. I, I, hate, know, that, I hated it initially, but I love it now. I think I think it makes I, sense because really Frodo and Sam's story is not as long, or there's not as many like action beats as the rest. You've got yeah. all this play setting to do. If you had that in in Two Towers, like what do you start with in Return of the King? Like what what do you how do you get people? I mean, do you leave it with Frodo being um, like uh, webbed up? And and Sam thinks he's dead, and then he's taken to the tower. I always like, thought I always movie? thought that'd be a good cliffhanger, like initially. But like I, my perspective, you read the books way prior, like you've read all three before. Um, yeah. you saw the yeah, movies, right? I didn't read the book before I saw Fellowship. I literally just finished reading Two Towers, then watched the movie. I had yet to read Return of the King yet. So my yep. perspective is so weird. I was so like so so. I personally was like, oh man, I love the ending of Two Towers in the book. It, it, like mm-hmm. it made me want to read the second one, but to be honest, I feel like they did such a good job of the films. Now that I've watched it a few times, I'm like, it's still there's no difference. You still want to see what happens. Like there's no, there's no yeah, Frodo's, change. Frodo's storyline, yeah, Frodo's storyline is still the main storyline, really. Like you're yep. following the ring where it's going. I I remember so many people just getting upset over Asgiliath and him going back there. And I love Sam's line. It's like a nod to it. He says, we're, yeah. by all accounts, we're not even supposed to be here. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We get it. So I have a question. Um, my, one of my surprise questions for you. So we just, since me. we just talked about characters, right? Our favorite character. What is your favorite pairing of character? Like, because hmm. a lot of like this movie, I feel like I said, you're not really with a group of people anymore. It's like you got Mary and Pippin. You got Legolas and Gimli. You got Aragon and Theoden, really. You got... You know, Gandalf kind of does his own thing, I guess. He doesn't really join anyone. But Frodo and Sam, obviously. Like, what is your favorite, like, kind of, like, duo of conversation? Like, your favorite pairing of, of characters? Hmm. Kind of hard to answer. I can, already, <laughs> I can already think of who I would want for the third movie. Okay. <laughs> but um, for this one, honestly, I, I think it would be Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, on the On the battlements of Helm's Deep, you know, where he's like, 
He's like, you could have picked a better spy. He's like, would you like me to get you a box? And he just like looks at him and <laughs> laughs at him. That, that you know, because still at the end of the first movie, they're not friends, you know, by any means. They, they kind of just like agreed the three of us are going to go off on this journey. You really start to see their actual friendship in this mm-hmm. movie. And them, and like when Aragorn gets pissed off at Legolas, which Legolas starts the circle of despair, I must say. Yeah, you know, it's it's him. And he, <laughs> I, if, if one of those people actually understood Elvis, he'd be like, "The hell, dude!" Like, well, what you don't are even you need to understand the language. It's like, like <laughs> that conversation is just like, yeah. Scared. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like such a dick. But, um. And, and and in that moment when like Aragorn storms off and Gimli's like, let him go, lad, like, let him go. These are like the seeds of their friendship really forming and their, you know, contest when they're fighting the Urukai and counting how many and the, and the count afterwards. It's fun. I think they're my favorite. I think that's, I mean, Mary and Pippin are great in this. That's, too. that's my favorite. I love Mary yeah. and Pippin in this because like they, they, they're, I actually really enjoy their story like their their journey like yeah. and the way it's presented like cuz you got the whole like de- de- detective Aragon trying to figure out what happened at the battle and like i honestly <laughs> would love a game like that like oh it's just being a fantasy detective like going around like well the tracks lead here and like <laughs> i i love the way they did that that was really really cool but you no know, i like the whole Merry and Pippin like they the sense of humor meeting the ants obviously the even like the extended edition stuff where you got them trying to battle who's taller um, you know, all all those things because they're drinking the water and you know yes. all that stuff. And just yeah. and I got again just the fight that they both start having. It's like they want to still have a point in this story, which you don't think they really do, aside from kind of like pulling Aragon and Legolas, but then once they feel like they're okay, like what is Mary and Pippin left to do? Well, destroy Isengard. That's like their whole goal is to help destroy Isengard. You know, it's like it's I like I love that their pairing and their kind of like I guess relationship. Um, it and it how matures. It yeah, it changes with Mary really because Pippin is the one that's like, we get to go home. We have the Shire, and that's when Mary is like, I don't think there's gonna be a Shire if we don't do something. But then Pippin's the one that and gets them to go to the right direction, right? He gets, like, the, he gets the idea. Yeah. yeah. So it is. Mary is older than Pippin, and so you do get that like he's a little brother. Like, come on, Pippin. Like, that's in the third movie, too, when he's, like, pushing him around a little bit. And you do, like, it is Pippin growing up, and it is Mary. Mary is, like, in the process of waiting for the Ents to have their, you know, Ent moot and have their conversation of whether or not they want to go to war. Mary's the one that's, like, pacing back and forth, and it's Pippin who's, like, dozing, like, all right, when's this going to be over? Mary is already kind of growing up. He's too hasty. And... He is too. He is too hasty. All right. Well, speaking of ends, things like this, the things of that nature, and Marion Pippin's action at the end. Justin, what's your favorite fight from this movie? What's your favorite battle sequence? It's so hard because it's like you have a big, you have like a big battle at the end, right? Like, so it's like, and what, it's awesome. Yeah, like I mean, it's like, how do you like? I guess you could pick a skirmish within a that part of fight. it. If you like, yeah. I mean, it's a long battle. It's like a you long battle trying to think of like where like what what stands out to me i mean the wargs are fun but then when i rewatch it the more and more watch it's like okay it's all right it's it's quick and easy yeah <sighs> i i just like um the i guess like okay this is what else my answer then i was thinking about this earlier i just had to think of remember it was the the shot where gimli and aragon jump onto the bridge 
Yeah. And, and like, like yes. not even just like the comedic part of it, you know, but like, I love the shot of them just like hopping on the bridge and somehow like killing everyone and knocking them off and just Such knocking them up. I, I do have but a runner. Sense. I do have a runner up if you don't bring it up, but like, that is definitely my favorite. Just, it's such a fun little thing where they're just like, how much time do you need? Well, as much as you can give me. And they're like, and then he just yep. throws them and they just start falling off the bridge. And it's such a yep. cool little shot. Like, I guess that would be my favorite, favorite part of that battle would be that. It is a cool moment because it, it even in like movie logic, it kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, they made it over there. It's a narrow, you know, kind of uh, bridge, you know, that goes up uh, like that, like curves around to that, to that door. And he's like, we can just hold this, the two of us, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly skilled warriors. It's just so funny. It's like, yeah, how long could they do that for? And then Aragorn says like, get out of there. Or, um, Theoden tells him, get out of there. Aragorn. Yeah, and he boards it up. <laughs> and he says yep. it. Well, that's the whole point. It was just like giving us enough time to bolster this door up. Yeah, and, But then like 30 seconds later, the thing comes down anyway. So it's like, <laughs> true. I, I will just add on to that. I love that part when Theoden is helping lead the defense of the door. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, stabbing. you get a little bit more Theoden's action in the extended version. And then you get the spear, like, hand me a spear. And, like, the spear comes through his hands mm-hmm. to stab. But he, he gets, gets hit. Stabbed. He gets hit right, in the, right but, in the breastplate. But I love how that immediately inspires all of his men. And that's the mm-hmm. kind of king yeah. that yeah. I like. And what makes me like Theoden is, like, he wasn't afraid he wasn't just like directing the battle from a high up place. At one point he says, he's like, he's like, we're going down to the door, draw your swords, like to his guardsmen and, and all that. And that's the kind of person you want in mm-hmm. charge. Someone who will stand right by your side. So yes. Um, I'll tell you my favorite um, part of the fight. There's many fights at the end of the movie, but my favorite actual battle is <laughs> the Ents versus Orthanc, the tower. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, oh, the, this, this, this tower right behind me on, on, if you're yes, on YouTube. Yes, yes. That, that tower. And <laughs> I love it when they when they start just throwing rocks at it, yep. you know, like that whole part and Saruman like coming out and like doing his Christopher Lee is so like awesomely emotive, just like, like I didn't plan for this. And I, 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 I it, cleansing the filth of, from Isengard away. So well, you got a, the one ant that gets, uh, I remember being in theaters and the one ant gets on fire. And everyone, I was all, everyone was, I think was worried, but then everyone like applied, like, I think everyone got excited, right? Like he, when he like saves himself, I'm like, oh, he didn't die. Good. Yay. Yep. That got everybody worried. Like that when the orcs jump on him and start chopping and chopping mm-hmm. and then, you know, the one guy gets catched on fire, yep. uh, get caught on fire, gets caught on fire. Yes. Every, I, I do. Re, 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 I remember that moment so clearly. I don't know if it got a pop in the theaters. But it was definitely. Just I think a, like, the group like, people. I, I think the group I was yeah. with. Like, they were like around me. I saw from He's friends, saying. and they were all like, "Yay!" Like, um, but I had a runner-up. Like, I want to do this runner-up yeah, one. Was it? It's it's when we we kind of talked about it when it's when Theoden comes out with the horses right at the end with all the armor, like, and they're running down the little path. That again, they're just knocking people off. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, a, when they come down the causeway bridge. Yeah, like it's just, such a cool shot of like just the horses <laughs> just barreling over people. It's like. Just keep doing that. Like, you know, just, just, just like, then like after you've done a few, just back up, you know, and then let them come again and just go back down. Just keep working your way through. And when the first time you see that movie, you know that like Aragorn, like sees the light in the window <laughs> and you hear Gandalf's voice, like on the dawn of the third day, look to mm-hmm. the east. 
but you're not sure the first time you like watch it is is just like a cinema experience you you know like okay like well what does that mean like what's going to happen and theoden makes that choice to like let's go and, and yeah you see them like coming down that is such a cool shot and just like the maw and like the endless amount of urukai and there's the, there they are just like a wedge driving into it that whole moment's really emotional like it really yeah. works uh in a lot of ways you know in some ways you could say it's it's more emotionally impactful than even the third movie like when you get to the like final final battle um but well, it's just it's just such a yeah. the music the music the music is like a perfect cue um and then just mm-hmm. the shot of it is really cool like i mean it's just visually like like the light over the hill and all that stuff like it's 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 really good all right justin i'm going to throw this one back to you okay i'm interested to hear who your favorite enemy in this particular uh, movie is also just to just to keep in mind i want you to think about who maybe might be your favorite orc or urukai is it two a lot is, of, is it two different answers no it can be the same one but it, <laughs> it can be either an orc or an urukai but it cannot be a main character you know it's gotta be <laughs> oh so i can't say like, i can't say golem as an enemy oh no for enemy yeah i meant for orc like oh, favorite okay. orc i i yeah Those i love golem like i love those. golem Golem's great. Gollum, Gollum. Gollum. Okay, not yes. Smeagol. Gollum. <laughs> not Gollum. Um, as an enemy, yeah, he's tricksy, yeah. as he says. <laughs> he's false. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I mean, the I watched it on my nice 4K TV, and like you start seeing the aging of the CGI, unfortunately, but still, it still it still holds up really well. You know what I mean? Like That's... it's it still looks believable. You still it doesn't look like he's just a fake character. Like you still. Like yeah. they do some really good shots where it's like when he I, the one shot of like Golem when he first meets, um, what was it, uh, Frodo and Sam when they when they kind of like sneak up on him, they, he kind of crawls down and they grab him, yes. like just yes. the way the hands touch each, like the the it look it looks like they're actually grabbing something, like it looks yeah. really well done, like that part looks great. I mean, yeah, like the effects, like as far as CGI stuff, but it still has a sense of like, um. You know, you see the emotion on Golem, like the whole, like the way they did the camera back and forth. Like if you just take the information from the text, like you can kind of get all that stuff. But the way they adapt it to screen is yeah. really, really well done. And I think that's and Andy Circus is just obviously no one knew who he was. I think when Golem came out, it's crazy how that's how he started his acting career. I mean, as far as mainstream goes, I don't know what he did before. Before And, and really like he brought a physicality to it is like the voice of it. And because it wasn't like, here's a CGI character that we're going to superimpose into this. Let's use a stunt double. The fact that he himself in that goofy costume, you know, the goofy (laughs) open up costume um, is, is there just taking, you know, taking these scenes with Frodo and Sam. And yeah, I know exactly the the part you're talking about where they kind of like pull him back and forth. Like they're just trying to hold him. It really feels real, like and and yeah, of course you can see the the age of the CGI a bit, but there are some moments that they don't usually use in in CGI characters where you just have Gollum with this like expression on his face, like towards mm-hmm. the very end when they're in Osgiliath, and 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 Sam is giving his little sort of sentimental speech to Frodo, and like of Gollum just kind of like looking like. It's like hopeful, but then like despair all at the same time. It's like you can read emotion on him. Yeah. It's not, he's not just some gobbledygook CGI character. Oh, no. It's, he's, 
he's a real fleshed out enemy. He really is like yeah. an enemy that well, you, it's you, an enemy you, 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 you feel sympathy for. It's not like the eye of Sauron, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, but I mean, like you kind of, you kind of feel like, I feel like you, you get, you give more sympathy to, to Golem in the film than you do in the books. Like the books, you're just like, yeah, you don't trust him. You're kind of more like a Sam, I guess, when you're reading the book. Um, but where the film, like you just get a, such a unique perspective of him and you kind of feel bad. Like the whole thing with Faramir, how they changed that. Right. It's like that scene gives you even more sympathy to Golem with him in the forbidden pool, which I don't understand. Why can no one go swimming in the pool? I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It's it's not that it's like, it's like some (laughs) secret pool. It's just like, that is like, uh, like the edges of their hideout. Hmm. If somebody was to chance in there, <laughs> like what's like what's so special about that pool? Why can't he go swimming? <laughs> I know the way that he says it too. He's like, "Those who enter the forbidden pool may not live." I'm like, "What is he, Gal- Galadriel?" He's like, just getting some fish. Jeez, like seriously, <laughs> if, just give him like ten minutes, he'll be gone. Like that's the only thing. It's like, I mean, couldn't they have done a better way to handling this thing? And then maybe, maybe Gold would have been a good guy the rest of the time. <laughs> that part. Yeah, I, I I do that a lot. I think of of how Sam could have his actions could have been different. Uh, how that whole thing with Faramir could have shaken out. I really wish that Fer- that Frodo had just been honest right from the get go. Yeah, and said so, like he's our guide. He's a he's a he's a terrible creature, but he's bound me and he's my guide. Like he's one of us. Mm-hmm. But he he can't do it. He feels like it's going to betray it. It's it's a difficult situation. Yeah, sure. But yeah, they they just kicked the shit out of him too. Like <laughs> so kind of mean. That was, that was really sad seeing just like Faramir's men like really like mess him up. Well, because and, and he was crying, and then the Gollum and Smeagol coming back and yeah. saying like Smeagol. <laughs> we just we, we just we just Smeagol. saw the villain get vanquished by Smeagol, right? Like a few like maybe twenty minutes prior. Like so, it's like. To us, like Golem was gone. Now you have Smeagol, like just getting some fish. Like he's, you know, fine. Yep. And you get those, like the Dead Marshes scene where he, where he pulls Frodo out. Yeah, and don't follow the lights. He's really, it's turning into something more. But Sam can't see past it. Nope. Sam didn't learn the same lesson that Frodo did. That built that uh Bilbo learned, and that Gandalf like reinforced. It's like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't suspect or. uh you shouldn't want to kill Gollum. You should feel sorry for it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sympathy, that pity for Gollum is what, you know, was what started to turn him, was what yeah. started to actually give him perhaps uh, humanity, humanity, uh, habitanimity back, you know, or he's like some kind of river folk guy, whatever. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, definitely have to mention Gollum here somewhere. Um, Your favorite I'll tell enemy. you my my favorite enemy, Saruman. Love. I just, I just, every time Christopher Lee is on camera, I just can't. Was that your favorite? Was that your eat. answer last movie? No, mine was the Balrog. Oh, that's right. We then, agreed. We then, agreed on that. Well, yeah, well, because you stole it. No, no, <laughs> we agreed on it. And then I had Saruman as my like runner up. Oh, but man. truly, I, I have, I have no other enemy in mind for this one than, than Saruman because you get to see just the the lengths which he's willing to go how he's he's really like sold his soul to the devil that kind of you know you see just how far he's pushed it and how like arrogant he's become and i love his scene when 
him and worm tongue after worm tongue comes back to him and he, he tells him he's like but but that'll take an army of 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 uh thousands ten, ten thousand like, tens of thousands and he's like but my lord there is no <laughs> and then just like with a little wave of his hand it all goes silent such a cool scene you know what makes that scene even like better it's it's the What's tear that? on Wormtum's face. That I love yes. I love that tear so much. Yes. It's so good. Is it because he's to war? Sad? Is it because he's sad or is it just like the wind and like you know like <laughs> no, he's, over, he's are... overwhelmed. And like here's yeah. the thing, how did he not notice his army outside? Like it's not like, <laughs> like they were underground. They were underground. And that's the only I, I did the, I had the same question myself too when I first saw him. Like, how did he not notice the tens of How do you not thousands? hear them? Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like they, it's like they when he asked the question, they're like literally like a minute, like thirty seconds away from the walls. It's like it's like like how do you not hear that many people out? I don't know. It's just funny to me. I have a funny. lot. Of, I have a lot of questions in this film. <laughs> it is, you know, but I mean, he's in a lot of great, great moments. Saruman, uh, he had a lot of great moments in the first movie, and even more so in this one. And then you get to see his downfall, really, like the things that he betrayed the ants nature the forest itself you know come come calling it's kind of Macbethish, you know like the forest literally marches on his on his tower what's crazy is that in the original releases like this would be the end of saruman like we don't see him again in the in the regular like like that was it like you don't he's just stuck in his tower like that's yeah i think they mentioned it in the beginning of the is it in the beginning of the third one when they when they come they're like, well, let's just have his head and be done with it. And Galdolf's like, no, let him be. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> end of um, well, Before we take a break, I want to say something really quick, because you just brought up something I completely forgot that was in this movie, because it's like, again, I watched it like a week ago with this whole way. Okay. I'm changing my answer to favorite fight. Oh, what is the, it? The fight between Gandalf and the Belrock. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> Ian McKellen, like seventy-year-old Ian McKellen, fighting the Balrog on the it's highest really? peak on the smallest, the lowest dungeon. What does that even mean? <laughs> and they show it. It's yeah. like they start down low and then they're up high again. Like I went through water and time. fire. It's like it's like the most like 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 what like cryptic way of describing a battle, and it's like they somehow pull it off. I mean, it makes sense. But the shot of well, Gandalf just like awakening, like sort of like upper body naked, is such a weird shot to me because it looks so uh, kind of more fake because the beard <laughs> doesn't look right, you know, like with his like shoulders. Like I don't know, it's weird. But I, I love the. Fight. I like how because Ian McKellen's <laughs> eyes like are kind of mismatched a little. It's not like a perfect two blue eyes. Yeah. I was I was like nice touch, nice touch. Listen, I got I got one more thing before we go. I want to know who your favorite orc is. Oh, we that's can right. Take a break. This, but I want to know who your favorite orc is. Well, I'm going to say one because I feel like we're. Can we just both agree this is the best one? Because I know what your answer is going to be. I think. Oh, uh, you? Can we okay. both know? It's obviously the torch bearing orc, like right, like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I put the Olympic orc torch runner. Yeah, he's obviously the best orc. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, it's, it's just so well. But I, I, I have other arrows. answers. I, Straight down. I got two. But... I got two other answers though. Um, Please. One is uh he, he barely is in the movie he's like very very barely in this movie it's like when he asks like the like when he's like when you're in isengard there's this goblin that's like checking over the urukai like grabbing him by the throat and like like putting his chin up 
like examining. Oh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he's like the the guy, the uh, like orc inspector. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like he just expression is just so so weird. And then it's the the one in the Mary and Pippin group where he's like. Like it was like the it's, there's two of them in there that are kind of trying to eat them, but it's the one that's like, yeah, where's the meat? Oh, that's my favorite. Damn it! Now, why can't we have some meat? Oh my gosh, that's Kristen's favorite orc in the whole trilogy. That dude, we we say that to each other all the time. It's like uh, you know, like we're we're gonna make some state. Like, yeah, why can't we have some meat? There's some so, there's so many good orcs in this in this in this. Uh... And the uh, the other one who tried to eat Mary and Pippin, yeah. who was just like. What about their legs? Yeah. They don't need those. <laughs> I love that dude too. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back and we'll talk about some more of our favorites from the two top. Hey, Justin, it's fall. Doesn't something usually happen around this time of year? It usually kind of gets dark at night. Daylight well, savings time. That's right. Uh, but there's actually a really cool thing that happens on Daylight Savings Time, but you didn't get to experience it last year. You want to do oh, it again no. this year? I would love to accompany you to the Extra Life fundraiser. Can you tell me a little bit more about it since I, I wasn't there last time? Yeah, so it's a 24-hour uh, event. This is actually like kind of a worldwide game day for Extra Life. It's kind of like the last push to, to raise money. Children's hospitals across the, the world, globe, country. So we're just using this last day to kind of hit our goal, uh, and we'll be streaming it live for 24 hours straight yes we will we're gonna get pretty nutty with our gaming and just hanging out so it's gonna be fun we hope that you'll join us for that stream again that's gonna be saturday november 4th and we encourage you to donate help support us supporting local children's hospitals it's a great cause it's gonna be a lot of fun and we're back all right justin i've got a few more questions here for you uh before we get into some of the more like serious serious questions I just want to know, what's your favorite like moment of comic relief in this? We don't have to spend too much time on this, but like, where was a moment intentionally funny, unintentionally funny, just something that gives you the giggles? It could be those orcs talking about eating Mary and Pippin's legs and eating meat. But what do you think? Uh, a, I mean, funny... anytime Mary and Pippin are on the screen, I tend to laugh. Like, I don't really have mm-hmm. a specific moment, but like, I, you know what? The one thing that makes me laugh, I think, a lot is just the the shot at Helm's Deep right before they're starting the battle, and they're, they're all the orcs are lined up, and everyone's got their bows and arrows ready to go, and then the old guy just lets go, and yeah, the orc just like, like falls down, <laughs> and everyone then all of a sudden, you just got all the orcs just screaming. <laughs> like, I like, the, how, uh, like everyone on both sides is surprised, <laughs> like, whoa, what the hell happened? Like the old man just like, oh shoot, just like. Yeah. <laughs> like Dude with a missing eye. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty that, good. That, that makes me laugh. That makes me giggle. Every Mine time. is Mary and Pippin. It is not even really funny. It's just <laughs> when they're on the backs of the orcs of the Urukai, like, you know, running away from Aragorn and giving him Legolas. And <clears throat> Pippin, Pippin is like, my friend is sick. He, he needs some water. And he's like, thirsty, is he? Well, let's give him a drink. And they give him like a, from like the orc flask. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> the orc liquor, whatever it is. Like, I don't know why they don't like, let's give him a drink. That That's another great, great line. Just great line de- delivery. All right. Well, thank you. There, there's, there's a couple other comedic moments. And yeah. I think you're going to come up. Here I, I, I like the, I like the, the other one. I guess I'll bring up too is like when, when we, we talk about Perry, Mary and Pippin being like trying to be eaten by the orcs, and then the one orc dies. 
and like they're mm-hmm. like meat's back on the menu boys oh yes that guy's great <laughs> and, but like the effects of like them eating him is just like a bunch of just organs just flying around like <laughs> yes <laughs> they're like they're unwrapping christmas presents <laughs> it's like they're not they're not rationing very well like the people in the back don't get anything like it's not very it's not very right. fair but but they eat all the orcs the Urukai basically eat all of the orcs that met with them. Mm. They just like those orcs from the tower or from uh, Minas Morgul, I guess. I don't know where those orcs are coming from, but they they just eat them all. So I think everybody got a full belly that night. Gotcha. All right. And then so, then um, they died. Yes. <laughs> uh, in a really cool way. That's a cool skirmish too, the night battle. Um, but anyway, uh, in terms of settings, places in this movie new locations a lot of new locations which were which one was your favorite a lot of cool like uh structures you know whether it's realm of men realm of the orcs and goblins what do you think um place i mean it's hard not to say well, helm's deep is cool but i honestly like uh the uh eridus 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 like Edward, there's just so yeah. many, like the whole section is so like the shot going up to it. They felt I love like the like just like the behind the scenes conversation mm-hmm. about that how oh, they like yeah, scoped yeah. around for hills and they built like a city pretty much there, which is kind of yeah, neat. Just, like super windy, like yeah. crazy extreme temperature weather place. Yeah, it's so I, cool. I just love how they present. Er, er, I say it wrong. Eridus, Eridus, Erodus, Edoris, Edoris. Sorry. Um, it's but like they, they get such a like a scope to it. Like there's a shot that really shows it. It's like they do. I was like really appreciating it. It's like when Erwin like runs out after being like sort of like insulted by Wormtongue and like the flag flies off and then lands yep. outside. Like yes. that was such a really like it's such a small thing, but just like adds such a unique kind of like uh, scope to it, I guess. Like the time and play. I don't know. I just love the shot of it. Like, it's so cool how like they go up and the, even all the interiors, like inside the, 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 uh, you know, the, well, I guess you want to call it the, the hall, the hall. like everything yeah. about the, this is a uh, great. Um, and I just think it's such a unique, like just going into Rohan too is cool. Like just how Rohan looks like it looks so drastically different from all the other places we've been like, just like the way the fields and kind of hilly they are. Yeah. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, I really like like that shot the best, probably. It totally you you immediately understand that this is like a horse, you know, horse and rider kind of culture. Just just from the way that the and it's very Viking ish, Norse ish. You know, it is cool. It's super and, cool. And then even like the the graves they have, like well, the flowers. Oh, kind the of grounds, yeah, grounds, yeah. those are really cool, and they got some really good songs there too. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't yeah. Not yet. Uh, my favorite, and it would not, have, and without the writers and Peter Jackson, it would not have happened. Um, it's Osgiliath. Yeah, I love seeing Osgiliath because you you don't really get to see a whole lot of it in the third movie. It's more like the abandoning of Osgiliath. But I I love the extended edition scene where you get to see it with with you know with uh, Gondor having won it back. That whole like the night. Um, when they're no, that didn't happen yet. When when the um, Nazgul comes and attacks Osgiliath, mm-hmm. like you you see, it's like a ruined city, but it looked like it could have been so cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Like, you see the architecture of what like ancient Gondorian you know architecture was, and like 
how it's all like in ruins now and they're just fighting over stones you know it's it's just a cool a cool place a city like divided by the river like that and i i I was just i was glad to see it i because you 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 know when you're reading the books you have like this you know picture in your head of what what certain places look like and a lot of the detail was very similar to what they put in was like Mm -hmm. this was once the crown jewel of Gondor better than uh, Minas Tirith. Like this was the, the city as Boromir says of music and art. This was like Renaissance Italy for Mm -hmm. Gondor. It looks so much, it it looks so much nicer in the flashback than it does during the battle. Like the battle looks like more destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I have to say like, one thing I'll add to that one flashback scene is that beer does not look that good. Like it look, it doesn't look that delicious. It, like it's just a bunch of foam, and there's no beer. They have oh, yeah, ale. Nobody, nobody knows how to pour. They just like bat these in on, on horses. And it's like, can I wait for mine to settle first? You gotta have a little bit of foam in that beer, but not. It looks like it's all foam. Yeah, they're just drinking straight foam. All right, very good, very good stuff here. Um, I don't know if you want to go first. If you want me to go first on this one, but I have a question. Weapon. I have a question oh. before we do this because we talked about. Okay. Rohan, I've been meaning to ask this question to you, and it's not really a surprise topic, but it's more of a put on your Tolkien hat that you that you have. I know you have one somewhere. Um, why <laughs> why does King Theoden and everyone in Rohan accept Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn so open armed? I know they know Gandalf. I get that, but like I'm watching scenes throughout like their whole journey. They just get there. Obviously, they beat everyone up. To save mm-hmm. the King Theoden. But then they're walking in the procession for the funeral. Like they're yep. like it's almost like they're part of the like high council they're all in, of a sudden. And like in a place of honor. Yeah. It's it's interesting how fast it happens. And then like even when Aragon's gone, like like it looks like Gimli and Legolas just have this, this high standing suddenly with like he they can like a granted like Theoden like takes a little bit like, you know, offense to Aragon like confronting him, but like he yep. they're allowed to be part of the conversation. They're allowed to be part of the decisions. They're allowed to be part of all the inner conversation. Like, why Like, why are they suddenly, like, hold and held regard all of a sudden? Just because they brought King Theoden back? Is that the reasoning? Part of it is that, for sure. Gandalf vouched for them. And they know they know who Gandalf is. And obviously, you know, curing the king and getting rid of Wormtongue, they're like heroes of the city. However, the bigger thing, and you wouldn't know unless you watch the extended version, because I don't think it's in the full version, is when, when they're talking about Aragorn's age, when Eowyn, when they're yes. walking to yeah. Helm's Deep, and Eowyn is asking him, like, you can't, like, 80 years old? Yeah. And she said, like, I, I heard a crazy thing, but my uncle says that he knew you. Mm-hmm. Like, when you fought in a battle, uh, I forget, against, like, the, I don't know if it was orcs or, or what. They, like, oh, some that's battle right. So they, he, the, when she says and, uncle, she means her, the king. And I, I, I guess yeah. I forget that connection. Okay. And, and she, like, she's like that you know, like it says that you fought with it, but, but you couldn't be that old. Like, and he's like, actually I was. And you know, your uncle uh, King Theoden has a great memory because he was only a boy back then, but Aragorn was in the, like, I think before they were just scattered Rangers, they were like the army of the North of Arnor, not Gondor. Like the Northern kingdom was Arnor before it fell to the witch King. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were like not necessarily royalty, but Aragorn was like a, I don't even want to say a commander or a leader in that, in that battle. So he already has this prestige. Okay. And once, you know, he says, I'm Aragorn, son of Arathorn. And, and, and even 
fade in like they never have that moment they should maybe have had like some moment where yeah it's more just like a weird yeah a weird thing i noticed it's like why are they all of a sudden just like involved in everything they're doing where like when they first came in it's almost like no one knew who they were except for gandalf so it's like i was just i was just curious that's all but, but there is this connection between Arnor and Rohan and like the, those, those armies and like their, their fight against the witch King. And this, uh, it is just like a place of honor. Gotcha. Like here's a guest now. They're not just like, but that's also like an Anglo-Saxon thing. Here's this person who did this huge favor for you now becomes a guest under your roof. You always put them in a place of prominence. They mm-hmm. always sit at the table with the King. They always march in these processions in a place of honor. Yeah, so some of it is like their history, but also like that culture too of like hospitality, mm-hmm. guest rights, that kind of stuff. All right, do you want to talk about weapons? Yeah, did, did you good. have one in mind? What, what's uh, what was a favorite weapon of yours? Can, can I not use a weapon and say? Can I talk about armor? Sure. I, I was going to say like yeah. any anything that's like used in. War I love King Theoden's armor. Like I mm-hmm. love his armor so much. It looks yeah, so I'll, good. Though, though, yeah, though, though King Thaden's like his expression looks kind of funny in the helmet. Like it just doesn't like. I think you notice it more in the second movie. It just doesn't like look right. Yeah, this, yeah like yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look as cool. Cause maybe because maybe because he doesn't really have like a brown beard. I don't know. But like, <laughs> I love his armor. Like I have to say, there's a lot of cool weapons in this. But like, I every time I look at that armor, it's just like so well, like. uh what was the word you would say? Like embroidered? I don't know what you would call that. Like it's like crafted. I don't right? know. Like, yeah, it has like a really cool like uh, markings on it, and like like just the gold plating, the way it's like kind of like designed on it. It's just so cool, especially when you get the definitely at the end when he's on the horse. Like you know that mm-hmm. shot looks because like now you have it in like daytime, so it's like it's like kind of lit yeah. up more, and you really really see it. Yeah, I, I love his armor like a lot. It's really good, and his armor and his horse's armor match. You know, like yeah. because they they revere the horse so much too. So the the king's horse has armor, and and uh, the way it's dressed is like also really cool. And you can pick him out of a crowd really easily. No, oh, good one. Yeah, there's a lot like, and especially if you look at his just even his personal guard, and then like the soldiers, like you can clearly tell he's the king. Like this is, but it's not like super ornate. Like he couldn't fight. It's still like fighting yeah. armor. Yeah, it's just, you know that is what's cool about it. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Nice one. My, mine is the siege weapons sure. that the Urukai use. I, I just because in the books again, there's like they with great ladders and siege weapons. Like it's never really like specifically uh, detailed, like how they get over the wall, except ladders, ropes. But you can clear. Like I love the ladders that go up and then clank down and like lock into place, like on the stone. Mm-hmm. I love how I, they're I love, riding it too when they go up. That's yeah. that's such a cool shot. The, that's a cool one. And when they finally get, when they, when they send the big like ballista arrow, like metal yep. arrows yep. and then pull up these massive like jungle gym ladders yeah. onto the, yeah, I, I, I like all the siege weaponry that the Urukai used was really cool. I just thought that it was like a, a cool way of, in a sort of realistic way, like you would storm like a, what would be an impenetrable fortress, like well, how you would have to do it. And that's what I said. I just finished watching the movie. This is the part I watched was Helm's Deep's battle. And I, the whole time I'm appreciating like, okay, they had like three different things, uh, three different types sort of attacks they were doing. Right. They had the ladders, right. They had the bomb mm-hmm. to break in one way. And then they also have to yep. worry about the door. And like, I love how the orcs are just like hiding underneath the shields and all yes. that stuff. Like, <laughs> and I love how Aragon's like, go that way. No, shoot that way. Like he just like, yep. 
Yep. Like that shot's so the bridge, cool. The bridge. And then like, Legolas, bring him down. Bring mm-hmm. down our Olympic torch runner. I love, and they bring him down, but he, I love how he flies in there. Like the, you know, cause then you have like the, bo- yeah, the bomb too. Like the bomb is great. Like, I mean, I don't know what they even call it. Like they just call it the a weapon, right? Like yeah. they don't really call it a bomb, but they just, it's just like a magic it's, thing. It's like what? Like proto dynamite, you know, it, it's, and you see like Saruman just like pouring these little black pellets into them and worm tongue with his flame coming closer. Like what? fire can break stone i do it's find like, it funny it's like he's holding a candle and i'm like well you can see fine like you don't need a candle <laughs> i know <laughs> i love sarah just like grabbing his hand and just like moving it very slowly yeah all right all right okay uh we got a couple more things to to cover here before we go so surprise topic for my question for you oh sure go for it uh favorite random legless moment because there's plenty in this movie that are just completely random like, do you know what I mean? Like, he just does yeah. random things. I, I'll start just to kind of get you ready to go. Because I know this is the thing I know is the first half of the movie. Like, and it's more just a commentary at how they presented, like, Legolas's lines. It almost like he's, like, a, has a GoPro or, like, some drone. And he, like, is controlling it to then yell in the screen. Like, it's like, they run. And they just, he, like, he looks into the camera and, like, tells everyone what's going on as he's running. It's, like, these, like, really funny shots of, like, yes. like they're oh, just, that, I, you know what I'm I hate that tracking shot. Yeah, I like, know exactly. It's like they're, they're, they run as if their <laughs> master's whips are right at their best. <laughs> It's like who talks like that and runs? I, know. I guess elves. Like, like I just like every like every moment. It's like he's running or doing something, and it's like he has to like say something to the camera. He's not talking to anybody. He's just saying words. And that's where you get one of the best memes of all time. They're taking the hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits to Isengard, to Isengard. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite of all time. I'll tell you my my favorite weird Legolas moment is at the Battle of Helm's Deep after the elves come and it's this like, you know, courage boosting moment where, you know, Legolas and, and not Legolas. Um, what's his name? Har, 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 uh, with an H. It's an H, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. When he comes sent by, um, Elrond, Elrond right. and, and Galadriel. Yep. Like they, they, like they come great moment, great moment, not in the books, yep. but still, a great moment yep. and makes sense story-wise yes. for what you're trying to yep. set up yep. for the third movie. But when they're all like aiming and getting ready and, and Aragorn's like hold and he's about to say fire Legolas, you know, to no one in particular is just like in, in Elvis is like their, their armor is weak at the, what is it? At the <laughs> neck under the arm. It's only going to help like the two people next to him. That's it. Right. Yeah, like He's whispering it. And, and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Aragorn, or thanks, Legolas. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Well, then he was like, "What? What is he saying?" Uh, obviously, the one moment ever probably remembers. Is, I was like, really kind of like critiquing it this time, like when he does the whole shield down the stairs thing. I'm sitting there yeah. like, why does he even need to do that? Can he just stay up there and just shoot people? Like, like why not just stay on the top of the stairs? Justin, he can't walk downstairs fast. He can only skate downstairs fast. <laughs> It would have been, but I, I, the only <laughs> thing I like about that is how he flings the shield that he's riding down sure. into the neck of an orc. Yeah. Like that's, and then another cool one where he just like takes the arrow out the and arrow. stabs yep. somebody yep. before he takes it and shoots it. Those are cool moments. The actual skating down with the music in the background <laughs> always, I'm just like, ugh. But, well, let's talk about music here. We've got music and then our favorite moment. So um may i uh go, go first it. on this one go for it 
my favorite music in this in this movie it's so like moving it just like it floors me every time i see it and i i literally like spit out liquid the first time i heard it and that's eowyn singing the funeral song <laughs> the extended edition Bello. we're gonna get we're gonna get like copyrighted for singing it um <laughs> two notes only two notes <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so startling. It comes out of nowhere. It's like very like guttural, like I don't know, Anglo-Saxon singing. <laughs> it it really is just the cut. And like this time I was more ready for it, so it didn't like get me as much. It doesn't land as much once you know. But it's like coming. I think the extended edition affects it too. Like like it, it, it gives you a little time to prepare, or I feel like in the original Oh no, it's not that's right. It wasn't it wasn't huh. the original. That's right. Yeah. But but to be honest, like I, I was appreciating, I guess, the actresses take on it more like she sings yeah. it very emotionally like, like as if someone had lost someone love like she like does give this weight to it like this like shaky kind of a like emotion to that singing yeah. like it, it is sure. it, she does a great job with it it's just i think the editing doesn't help because it's like it just takes you so off guard and then of course you needed like a, a couple seconds on her and the women around her before you cued it like they're yeah they're it is like the way that it's kind of edited that scene in particular that could have been not as unintentionally hilarious to well, us. You have this, like, you have this like procession, right? And everyone, you think like your, 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 your body, your mind just like during a funeral, like you just think, Oh, they're just going to like have a shot of a procession, sad people. Nobody else yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like her looking sad, not looking like she's any kind of position to sing. Like usually you would put someone on like a, like a pedestal or like separate maybe you know give him give him like a microphone like i don't know it's really the, the panning is what you know isolates her and then do it it is startling at first but i do like the little details of like the women the older women around her who are like singing it too but like mouthing it you know like they're in clearly in pain like you can you can it certainly feels like a, a funeral song without knowing anything about this culture it's like you get a lot just from mm -hmm. how they're burying the prince you know and then right what after you get one, another funny moment where you get a really close up shot of a flower. I love that. You know, it is such <laughs> a weird shot too, but it grows on me the yeah. more I watch it. I always, again, maybe it's because it's, I, I know it's coming, but now I can like appreciate it as a scene instead sure. of just, it, it was like, so, when ah, you, and, you know, same here. It's like, screen, especially when you yeah. see it for the first time in yeah. theaters, you're like, the hell? <laughs> Uh, my favorite music. Uh, I don't. I, I'm so bad at like humming the music in this. In this, for some reason, but I love the musical cue of the the uh, last march of the ants. I, I love that oh, whole yes. section. Like yeah. I love how like it builds up. I think it's just chanting little song. Like a yeah, lot, a lot there's of like chanting a somewhere in there too. It's yeah. just like the build up to it, the conversation, the moment, like all of it going together, like kind of blending in with the battle of Helm's Deep too, right? Because I think it's all kind mm -hmm. of like connected, but like just yep. that. His his response to what he sees when he comes out and sees all of his friends in a sense dead and destroyed and um and then just like like kind of like the slow build up of the music as he's like something's happening I'm calling we're gonna go to war like you know like yep. and then when they say the title from the book like that gets me like the last march the, the last march of because that's yes. the title right of the chapter the last march of the ants yep. um yep. I, I I love that music so much it is so, and it's such a, like that's why I like that particular fight the best too, is because it is very emotional and you get another cool guttural noise of, of tree beard screaming 
you know, and in that scream, yeah. he's able to communicate to all the Ents in Fangorn that we've been betrayed. We're going to war, like all with just like one giant, like primal they, scream. They, they get there cool. pretty fast. Like I have to yeah, say, they they're like right there. Like how 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 do they get there that fast? I feel like they don't move that quick, um, like, unless like something like this happens. Yeah, like, I, I feel like. I feel like the moment is what makes it. Sure. And that's why Pippin's plan was so. How like, did Pippin know yeah. that was happening? That's what I never understood. Like, how did. Because they never were near Isengard, right? Like, how did he know they, they were destroying it? Um. Well, what's his name? Uh, Treebeard was telling him that he's had a mind. Like, Saruman's got more of a mind of machines chopping down oh, trees. Like, he, he does. He does mention it to them. And so I don't know if just like it clicked for Pippin to be like, well, let's go just see what Isengard looks like. Yeah. Maybe that will inspire him. I don't think he had any idea how bad it was going to be. Sure. And I don't think either of them realized how that they were going to get not only the result that they wanted, but more out of Hmm. out of the ends in that. Hmm. All right, man. This is good stuff, man. This is a good movie. People that that try to like you know, put this movie down as the worst of the know. three. I guess I don't it's know like, many people that don't thinking, like who doesn't like this movie. I don't know many people that are well, against people it. People always rank this one on the bottom. Well, and it, I, and it, I, it, I, I do, I do too, though. That's the thing. Three, they're like three different jewels. They all yeah. have their own facets. Yeah, it's like you have, if you only have three movies, it's like, how do you pick? I mean, it's kind of hard. Like you can't, you have, one has to be on the bottom, even if they're all great. Right. It's like, they all be great. Yeah, it's just it just takes. I think, just it, it, I think just rewatching it has diminished it for me. I think like initially, I actually like Two Towers more than Return of the King, but like rewatching mm-hmm. now, like I'm excited to see Return of the King. That's our next thing we'll do because there's a re- there's a lot I'm of really things in it. Like the whole journey yeah. through it is great. Like where this one, it's like when you first saw it, not extended. You know, first seeing Helm's Deep, it's like it's up there. It's like wow, it's great. But like mm-hmm. the more I, the more I watch it, it's like. All right, I just want to get to the ending. Like the, a lot of the beginning stuff, it 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 takes a lot of time to get there. That's yeah, all. It does. All right. Well, out of this movie, what would you say is your favorite moment, Justin? Which did you we've feel talk, like? We've was... talk, I feel like we've talked about all the best moments already. It's I so know. hard. Um, I'm just gonna say it right out with me. Oh, that, on, yeah, it is one of right the best out moments. with me. Yeah, it is. It is one of the best moments for sure. Um. Oh. I'll take it and run here for a second. For I'll it. just say like, that that is that is the most emotional part of the movie for me. Every time I watch it, it just gets me because in that moment of despair, Theoden is like, he's like, the, he's like, it's no use. The fortress is lost. And, and you know, Aragorn is like, he's trying to like keep him. And, and it, you're like, let's try to get the women and children now. And, and it seems like Theoden's just like giving up. And when Gimli says the sun is rising and Aragorn kind of like sees the light and, you know, he kind of just lights that little bit of fire. And when he just tells him right out with me, it's like he's speaking Theoden's language right there. Mm -hmm. He's saying, we're going to die. Let's die on our own terms. Let's go out in a blaze of glory, you know, and, and that's exactly what Theoden needed to hear in that moment. And that's what rallies his men what's left of them to this last fight and delivers them to see gandalf and the rohirrim come and, and save the day that whole sequence man i i get i get choked up when i watch yeah, it yeah it's, it's good so, it's hard 
Right. I, I, I might counter. I'm going to, I'm not going to counter him. Why am I saying like that? <laughs> I'm going to counter your answer. I actually like, no, the, I like, the, I like the setup of Helm's Deep, like the beginning of Helm's Ooh. Deep, like just like it, where like they, like they, they march up, they're all lined up on the wall. You got Theoden just like, you know, like looking all seat with his, with his like, you know, second in command, like kind of by that shot. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see it all the time with him just like looking out into the end of the world. Uh, Aragon, like, you know, giving commands, like the rain starts to fall. Just the visuals of that whole the sound it, design on the, that. The, the, awesome the, si- the silence. Obviously, I mentioned the, the humor of the guy hitting, hitting, yes. but like, it's just like him <laughs> yeah. saying, so it, so it begins. Like, you know, how, like, it's just that, like, man, we're about to do a fight. Like, it's, it is such a really good way to start it. Like, you're, you're ready for it. You know what's going to happen. Like, you hear 10,000 people as a viewer. It's like, well, how the heck are they going to survive this? Like, how are they going to do this? I mean, yeah, you got this gigantic wall, but like, yep. it just, it's the anticipation. And honestly, just the, how they display the orcs, like, like you got the one guy on the rock, like, you know, sh- like leading them in, like with a sword, yep. like, um, yep. they're breathing out of their masks. Like, Oh it, yeah. The, the steam coming up. <clears throat> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's like complete monsters are waiting for you. I, That's uh, I, they do such a good job of that. I like it. And then like you have and then like really the beginning of that battle you can lead into that like where they're they're there's just sending arrows and then the valley of arrows that comes over the heads and hits everyone. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many cool little visuals and shots of of that beginning of that. I mean, you can go on and on the whole battle of Helm's Deep is great, but like I love that intro. Um uh, it is not. great. It, like that moment when he says, so it begins, it really is like, that is the halfway point of these three films. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, these are like the real opening shots of a war for like humankind versus Mordor, you know, of, uh, of the world of men versus the world of orcs. It's finally, you know, it's, it's starting now it's starting. Um, and that's what like Pippin and, and Mary realize too. They say it like when they're being carried by, when they see the the Urukai, they say like the war it's starting. Like mm-hmm. our friends need our help, you know. Like now is like the real beginning of the end. And yes, I and just to like wrap up here, Justin, sure. I am so excited to to watch the third one. I love the third one. Yeah, it's good. I love them all, but the third one I think is still like the crown jewel. It's got just so many cool things happening in it at once. Really fun. Yeah. Looking forward. To Looking that. forward to it. Definitely. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it makes me want to go wa- go watch the end of this movie again now. <laughs> the ending is great. I I, it is. It's such a good. Um, no, uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, again, thanks for watching our our take or of reviewing, I guess, the Lord of the Rings. The next episode will be yeah. Return of the King, and we'll see what happens after that. I'm Justin. Paul. Thanks for watching.